So good evening everyone. Thank you for coming. And um, tonight you'll talk a little bit about the nature of Kirtan and with that I want to refer to the Bhagavad Gita. Some of you are familiar with that text, kind of the Bible of Hinduism, most well known of the sacred texts of the East perhaps, in the West that is. And um, there's a beautiful and significant reference there in the text to, to Kirtan. And uh, it speaks both, both about the emotive nature of this uh, expression and the, uh, and the uh, I want to say, the philosophical ground from which it, uh, it springs, the soil from which it arises. And uh, suffice to say at the onset that that is a, a different soil, if you will, than our present uh, emotional life uh, arises from. So there are similarities, but there's, there's some differences as well. Kirtan is an emotive expression, to be sure, <clears throat> but a uh, loving expression, but it is a wise form of love. And as we know, in the world, it is thought, and for good reason, that love knows no reason. So, love is not always so wise in this world. Hmm? That we would say, of course, is but the shadow of love, the appearance of it. Whereas there is such a thing as love. Hmm? And uh, that uh, our human, ex- human time, if you will, the time in which we live, gives us an opportunity to pursue that. We are human and distinct in that sense from less complex species of life, not merely because we can reason, but because we can love in very complex sense. <laughs> we can pursue the very complex uh, topic, if you will, of, of love. And it's one side, of course, of the equation of the opportunity. We have human life. And then the opportunity to love someone worthy of love has to come into the picture as well. So, um, and with regard to kirtan, we feel that the, the sacred texts, I should say, have informed us that the, 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 the form in which that significant other, hmm, worthy of loving, and a loving that arises out of a different soil in our ordinary emotional life, hmm? soil of wisdom, if you will, the very ground of our, of our being, um, that uh, the way in which this, that significant other worthy of loving comes into our life prominently is in the form of the name, hmm? the logos. Hmm? So, here we 
refer to the Gita, and the Gita is spoken by the person the, uh, whose, who, whose name is thought to be, and for good reason, uh, etymologically speaking, uh, to be uh, a most uh, comprehensive explanation of the nature of divinity. That name that corresponds with the named, that name is Krishna. It's only two syllables, so it's very easy. Krishna, but there's much to be found therein. A great uh, teacher in our line has said very beautifully in his poetry, hmm? uh, really uh, a text, uh, a, a, a verse I'll cite here from, and I'll just give it to you in English, uh, yeah, from a drama, hmm? from the arts, poetry, drama, from aesthetics in India, uh, the uh, author, Rupa Goswami, he says that this is his, uh, one of the prominent verses of this text, Bidagdamadav, Vilitamadav. Oh, he said, expressing a problem. Hmm? The problem is that that these two syllables, Krishna, hmm, they have entered into the courtyard of my heart and they're dancing therein and a great problem has arisen as a result of this hmm? and the problem is that two syllables only but the amount of uh, to speak about it poetically the, the, the nectar the amount of nectar amritam amritam means death amritam means deathless and there's said to be a, something you could drink and become deathless. I think Columbus was looking for it um, when he came in this direction, a bit south of here, I think he landed. Gosami uh, Padshirup <laughs> has said, Oh, the nectar of immortality, the very fountain of you. It springs from these two syllables is such that I cannot take advantage of it with the cup and taste it with a tongue that is only one. I need millions of tongues and millions of ears to take advantage of all that's contained within these two syllables. Hmm? We can, just to hear him say it is enough. We don't need an explanation, practically. Of course, he's not saying it, I am. <laughs> so some explanation may be may be required. Hmm? If one does has deep, deep realization, they don't have to talk too much. But if you don't, you have to explain quite a bit and convey the points hmm? and to, uh, to make some headway into the heart, so to speak. Hmm? But that said, suffice to say, this is what he said, and he felt it. In effect, he's saying that one who really experiences the... I don't want to say the power, although there is power, uh, but uh, the the kind of the the power to deconstruct hmm, as a byproduct of its influence the very constructs the very constructs of my mind hmm, hmm, to, to deconstruct them 
And what possibilities then uh, lie before us? Because by the constructs of our mind, we very much live in a limited uh, frame of, of reference that doesn't tell us much about the nature of being and the, the, the potential we, um, we have as units of subjective experience, units of, of consciousness, hmm? matter, mind, of course, we, in, the, in the Vedanta school, the mind is included as a part of, of, uh, of matter, a subtle form of it. And the kind f- confines of it are rather uh, small, full of sankalpa, vikalpa, likes and dislikes. I like this, I don't like that, this is hot, this is cold, this is good, this is bad, and that's a very small world to live in because there, although some people may agree for some point, I agree it's cold, I agree it's hot, <laughs> it's only your own private experience there. It's a very small world. Hmm? And it inevitably puts us at odds with one another in terms of a pursuit of a universal kind of community and camaraderie and so forth. So the idea, that, it's just kind of the basic idea of yoga, of course, is to come out of the mind. Hmm? The small world of the mind, it's small, but we want everybody to live inside of it with us which is very unreasonable because it's not even comforting for us. So uh, to come out of that into the big picture, so to speak, is, is humbling. But it's, uh, if, if we go via the medium of this sound, Krishna, the idea is not only will we see how small we actually are, but we'll meet the one that's actually big. Hmm? And in what way big? Hmm? Big and powerful? Hmm? I said, I don't want to say the name has great power. I mean, it does, but power, big in what way? Hmm? Big in affection. Hmm? Not big in space or force, but by the force of affection, which is a subtle type, but very comprehensive type of force that can conquer us, melt us. And uh, so Rupa Goswami, in his poem, he's experiencing this. Hmm? So he ha- he's a realizer, he has a problem. He needs many ears, many tongues. With this he sets out to chant and find help. Help me. This is the guru in our tradition. He is a desperate, she is a desperate person. Absolutely desperate. Hmm? So needy. Hmm? Hmm? But in such, <laughs> such a... a, a, a uh, and in such a an endearing way. We can be controlled, as I've said before in other discussions, some of you have heard from me before, uh, so uh, I repeat myself or something, but it's worth repeating, that we can be controlled physically. Hmm? We could be locked up in a room and we would know it and want to get out. We could also be controlled mentally, which would be more subtle, hmm? and we might not even know it. We might need a friend to say, Get away from him. He's bad for you. Hmm? Hmm? By psychological manipulation, without even knowing that we're controlled, we, it's more subtle, but more comprehensive, hmm? more restricting. So physical control, mental control. So from from physical to mental to from physical to mental to let's go to to the heart. We could be controlled by love also. But this is not a problem. Hmm? It's more subtle. 
still. But when we can, if I can control you by love, you will control me by love. This is how it works. If I love you, then I capture your heart, then I become captured as well. This is the way in which Krishna controls by love, by affection. His instrument, the flute, in the form of Chaitanya, who appeared in this world to advocate this form of kirtan in the traditional style in which we perform it tonight. His weapons were, you know, the Hindus, they've got many gods and goddesses and they've got all kinds of weapons and carriers and and what's that all about? <laughs> well, it's interesting to uh, to to explore. Hmm? Um, and they do all in the Hindu pantheon, the gods and goddesses represent something, something about our emotional life, something about our our um, natural um, necessities for light, for heat, for wind, hmm? so on and so forth. Um, so, within all of that, yeah. they all have something to do, hmm? some mission to accomplish, and they're accompanied, they're, they're assisted in that by a carrier, by a, by a, a weapon, maybe a few arms, have you seen them? Maybe a few heads. <laughs> maybe quite a few heads and quite a few arms. <laughs> and uh, this may be a little foreign to Western and Christian sensibilities, but, you know, in Christianity we have one name only. Hmm? In Hinduism we've got millions of names of God. I don't think it's a defect. I think that it, there's much to be said about our source. Hmm? The great Shankar, he said that he, he's an advocate of silence, Advaita, non-dual. Hmm? If you're happy, why move? Hmm? The problem is differences. Hmm? And desires create differences. So I said earlier, you think it's hot, I think it's cold. You want to go here, I want to go there. So the differences are a problem. So to create unity or to arrive at unity, do away with the differences was his idea. Our school is a little different in that regard while being quiet and still makes sense in relation to the kind of movement and the sounds that we make for the most part at present. Hmm? Sounds for how to eat, hmm? how to avoid being eaten. We make sounds like that also. Right. How to mate and so on. So these are sounds that uh, are there in all forms of life. Hmm? As humans, we should be making other kinds of sounds, like why, at least why, not just how, but why, meaning, value. Hmm? As the self, a unit of meaning and value, consciousness comes to the fore hmm? and gives meaning to matter, which wouldn't matter otherwise, hmm? independently of consciousness. So, to move away from the the movement of matter that we ourself create, so to speak, and then get enamored by and distracted by and lose sight of our own position, hmm? to move away from that and be still is, is a good point. Hmm? To go, as I say sometimes, from negative numbers to zero is some kind of positive. Hmm? But are there any positive numbers? That is a question that uh, we, in the school of Kirtan, hmm? in the Bhakti tradition, this is the question we ask. Hmm? And so, rather than saying 
the divinity is such that 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 the divine is beyond sound and beyond thought, hmm? beyond language, no doubt, beyond thought. From where the mind goes and returns, from where speech goes and returns, the Shruti Upanishad said. Hmm? So, the, the non-dualist school, if you will, simplified, says, well, therefore, you, you really, it's, I think they say it in, in Judaism too, they say something like, uh, you can't utter the name of God, it's, it's like too sacred, something like that. It's, it's ineffable. Hmm? Well, we say it's true. Hmm? The, the, the divinity is you can't you cannot contain divinity in words, in in sound. But we say you cannot. Rather than say nothing about it, there's not enough that you can say about it. Hmm? So many, many, many names of God. None of, they're all trying to say something. The Christian name is saying it best. Hmm? We think. And for good reason, there he is, his weapon, the flute, his appearance as Chaitanya, his arms lifted like this, in ecstasy and in dance. This is his method to his madness. Dance. Hmm? Dance arising out of this kirtan. It's a kind of a movement that is similar on its face, on the surface, to our movement in this world, which is a movement after things, movement in pursuit of acquisition, with the thought that if I get something more and add it to my life, my life will be more meaningful, more valuable. Hmm? We're all in pursuit of something. Hmm? And as we know, the best things in life are not things, so we're, we're not following our own common sense, so to speak. Hmm? Hmm. So there's movement in pursuit of fullness, hmm, with a view to acquire, hmm, but there's also movement out of fullness. Hmm. That is the difference between karma and lila. Lila is movement out of fullness. Hmm. If you stop acquiring hmm, and realize there is nothing that I can add from, from the objective world of matter, things to myself, which is not a thing. Hmm? It doesn't mean I'm nothing. <laughs> I'm something that's... I'm, I'm, I'm some. <laughs> I'm ineffable <laughs> myself, actually. What can I say about it? Hmm? That whole saying is, is an attempt to capture it, so to be to conquer it and, and, uh, and, 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 and take the life out of it thereby. Hmm? We escape that ourselves. But still, we have to talk about it. Hmm? Hmm? We are pressed to talk about it. And, and there are those that, who deeply experience it, express it through poetry, through song, through dance, and so forth, through movement. And this kind of movement, I'm saying, this is different than the movement in pursuit of material acquisition, which brings us into debt. We go into negative numbers. The more we take, the more we owe. The movement of Leela, that is a movement out of fullness. It is a movement out of taking, 
and acquiring, but of giving. Hmm? And of course, we, giving means receiving. So, hmm? who's full can give. Hmm? Who gives is full. Hmm? So this kirtan, it's about this kind of movement. There are different types of kirtan. There are, there are kirtans that are directly about that kind of movement we call lila kirtan. Hmm? Something's moving. Hmm? If you're everywhere, then how can you move? Right? God is everywhere. How can God move? Hmm? That is the secret. <laughs> Uh, how one can be everywhere and move. That's why I say this movement, this lila, that's a different kind of movement. Hmm? Hmm? Brahman, the great Brahman of the Upanishads, is everywhere. Think of Brahman, be still. Hmm? Krishna is Param Brahman. Hmm? Brahman, moving. When he who is everywhere moves, that's something to try to pay attention to. Hmm? To, to understand it. How will you understand it? The movement is affording us the opportunity to participate in it itself. Hmm? So how will we understand it? We have to participate in it. Hmm? And the primary way for participating in the movement of the absolute that we call lila hmm, is through kirtan. And there are kirtans describing the lilas. There are kirtans describing the qualities of those in the Leelas. <coughs> and there are kirtans that are based on the names. There are many names of God. Of course, in the names, the qualities of God are found. In the names, the, the Leelas are found. Hmm? Here in the Gita, hmm? Krishna speaks about kirtan. All these types of kirtan are covered, but the principal form of kirtan that we know in, in this world, that we have some experience of, that has been so to speak, um, uh, it constitutes a, a kind of a, an invite hmm, to participate in something that without participating in it, w- by just thinking about it, you, you can't understand. Hmm? It's hard to stop thinking, I admit. <laughs> and that is central to real spiritual life. Hmm? to get off the kind of the, the music of the mind. Hmm? It's hard to stop thinking, but it's not so hard to to participate in the kirtan. It's a very user-friendly type of um, approach. It's really an invite from the world of Leela to this world. Hmm? Through song, through dance, Sriya kanta kanta parama purusha kalpataravo this is the this is a an invitation this kirtan to an to an another uh uh, a world that has here is described as saying, Shriya kanta kanta parama purusha kalpa taru taru druma bhumis chintamani ganamayi toyamamrita. A place where the walking is dancing, 
Hmm? Where the talking is singing, where we may think then, what must be the dancing? What must be the singing? Hmm? And more contained there, but some is very inviting. Hmm? Very again, it's not just a spacious, a, a kind of a space type of freedom. We're confined, in a sense, by our, the limits of our mind hmm? and the, the, the dictates of our senses. We live in a small world of likes and dislikes, as I said earlier. Hmm? We're confined there. Hmm? So we need space. Right? We need space. What do you do when you feel like, I need some space? You're in a relationship, it's going okay, but we all we each need our space too. So when you need your space, wh- where do you go when you need space? Hmm? You somehow, even in a crude and rudimentary way, even just materially speaking, you try to go within. Hmm? The space is out here, <laughs> if you will, is <laughs> very confining. The bigger space is inside. We all know this intuitively. Hmm? I need some space. I want to go within some quiet. I want to get away from the 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 bombardment hmm? by the on the part of sense objects hmm? on my senses, which is vibrating in my mind, hmm? which causes me to do this, to do that, go here, there, think this, think that, get this, get. Hmm? We want some quiet. We want we there, so there's a space within. Hmm? Space, hmm? bigger than the mind, hmm? bigger than the senses and their objects of sight, sound, touch, smell, and so forth. Hmm? And how is it big? How is, is it just big? Space? Unlimited? If I took you and dropped you off in the Sahara and said, it's yours, <laughs> to yourself, you can have the whole place. Hmm? There's a real estate, uh, <laughs> it's a buyer's market. Yeah, the whole Sahara Desert to yourself. It's a lot of space, but it's not that inviting. Hmm? And it wouldn't matter if there was vegetation and, and uh, of course, that would mean somebody else was there, I guess, too. <laughs> Let's just make it sand. Hmm? A big space. Hmm? Uh, it, it, but now, that's what I want to say, is that if you took... I said, I tell you, instead of that, I sell you a, I'll sell you a little, a little hollow in, in a tree, hmm? a little space. But you don't have to be alone there. Hmm? You can be with someone you love. You take it. Hmm? So what I'm saying is affection. The nature of space is enhanced by the measure hmm, of affection that's present. Hmm? It's not so. We go within to get away. What are we going within to get away from? We're getting away from the lack of affection. The world is not... It's true. Hmm? We wanted affection. We've got a partner, a family, or whatever. Or we like our town, or whatever it is. But there's also some problems with it. Hmm? The problem with it was that just like everybody else, just like I want something from somebody, somebody wants something from me. So it's a little un... Unfriendly. We make compromises in this world for relationships and peace deals and 
so on. It's just a little give and take, and you take this, and I'll take that, and we'll get along, and, and every now and then it's broken, and, and, and so forth. So it's a, you know, it's a tough place. You don't just open your mouth and food walks in here. No. Jivo jivasya jivanam. This is the Bhagwats long before Darwin. So one living being is food for another. So as I said, if you take, then you owe problems. This is what we want to get away from. This is what we want space. We want to get away from it. It's a little unfriendly. I thought we were on the same page. And then he said that. And I realized he doesn't know me at all. I need some face. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, we want, what we want in, in terms of space is really we want affection. There is space in affection. Hmm? It's big. Hmm? That means what? That to love, some specificity is required. The more specificity, the more capacity to love. If I say I love you, hmm? then... I should have so many reasons why. Because you're like this. He's like that. He's like that. He's like that. I love him because he does this, because he does. So if the absolute that we pursue is just you can't <laughs> what can we say about that? Hmm? That may take us away from a world of hunters and hunted, but will it transport us into a realm of affection? To stop taking is not the sum and substance of loving. It's part of loving, but it's not the whole affair. Hmm? Hmm? And to love, as I said earlier, we need a significant other. That must be a consciousness other. Hmm? This is what we mean by Krishna. And he has rupa. Hmm? He has guna. He has lila. Hmm? To understand all these things is difficult. Hmm? We can talk about it, we can philosophize about it and try to explain a kind of a, 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 a philosophical canvas on which the art of Krishna is drawn that will help us. Hmm? That will help to orientate us in such a way that do kirtan and you can go beyond thinking and the philosophy and experience. Hmm? So he says here in the Gita about kirtan, which is a popular thing. So I think it's it's a popular thing in the world, and here we are in the Western world, we're entrepreneurs, you know, we make everything better by packaging it differently. This is, I think, the contribution of America to the world, good packaging. And so that's what we're like. But it's useful, I think, to... Go back and look where where these things come from. What is the genesis of this idea? So I'm drawing our attention to a text in the Gita, which itself, Gita means song. Hmm? Bhagavad Gita, song of God. And so someone there and he's singing. Hmm? And to hear that, that's hmm? an invitation to participate. Hmm? It's very participatory. Before I cite the text, I mean, uh, the instruments we use, of course, tonight uh, are mostly traditional or they lend to a traditional kind of folk uh, type of music. The harmonium is a German import <laughs> into the uh, traditional instruments that are these uh, hand cymbals, the cartels, 
and the coal or the murdunga. It's a clay drum. It's really not a sophisticated uh, instrument in a sense. Um, well, I guess the drummer would think otherwise. But <laughs> at any rate, this is a type of if you, the genre is is like folk music, and folk music is where you tell a tale, hmm? and it's real down to earth. Hmm? And uh, I remember what's his name that pianist Ray Charles. He he he, he made the point about folk, and they tell those stories in that folk music. I like that. They tell all those stories in there. Hmm? Kind of confessional, hmm? and uh, you kind of open, opening the heart, and just laying it out there, and so forth. So this is kind of what's behind the the musical kind of background traditionally of the the, the kirtan as, as we practice it in our bhakti tradition. And this is very much in concert with the statements statement of the Gita about kirtan, as we'll see as as, as we go through it. Hmm? Um, and this is a type of musical genre that very much lends to participation, hmm? intimacy, hmm? Uh, and uh, not hiding anything here. This is what we call sadhu sangha, sadhu sangha, hmm? sadhu sangha, sadhu sangha, sarva shastri koi lava matra sadhu sangha, sarva siddhi hai. They said a little bit of this goes a long way. Hmm? Hmm? This changed the course of your life. We are moving. Hmm? How are we moving? We don't know how we're moving. Something else is moving and we think that's us. The Gita says, in modern terminology, hmm? we think we are doing things that are actually being done by the brain. Hmm? Of course, it goes on to say, but you're not the brain. And there, are, there is something that you can do. Hmm? But now we're wedded, if you will, to a brain. A brain is part, brain and mind really are part of an, of a, of an interface, hmm? a subtle and gross interface by which consciousness itself, that we are constituted of, of, gets a, an experience of the objective world, some experience of what, what it's like. Hmm? It's different than all those experiences, more than them. Hmm? We never touch the world of matter. Hmm? We get some semblance of what it's like and we go on with this, with this fantasy. Hmm? Of it's, and it's important. <laughs> At any rate, it's <laughs> this... Uh, so, hmm. to come out from that, this is, this is required, to know yourself. Hmm? We're not the brain, but the fact of the matter is Many of the things that we do are automatically going, the brain is doing it. The Gita says, Prakriti is doing, the gunas are doing. Hmm? To, if you know a little bit about the traditional language, but in, I guess again, in contemporary language, the brain is doing it. We think we're doing it. And, and meanwhile, we're just there, witnessing. Hmm? And you don't even know what we're watching. Hmm? Hmm? It's not the best example, but and I won't even cite it. But some, you know, sometimes we, you know, we move and for no reason, and uh, it's uh, uh, going in circles. So to change this course of action, 
This is, and this is a habits form in youth, you know, are difficult to overcome. How long? How long? How long? How long? How long? Long time. <laughs> it's a song. Long time has been going on that I've been hunted and hunting. Hmm? That I, a unit of subjective first person, not experiencing capacity, I should say. Hmm? That I've identified with objective world, with matter. Hmm? You know, and I have an interface called the brain. It doesn't mean you necessarily have to have a brain to interface with matter. Hmm? It's just a physical thing. Hmm? We think other species of life, less complex species of life, there's nobody there. Maybe there's somebody there in a human life. Maybe. In, but certainly not in less complex forms of life. Because they don't have a brain. Or not as sophisticated of, a, of an instrument hmm? which a lot of people in the mind in the scientific and intellectual community they think is the source of consciousness a very sophisticated material instrument called brain hmm? so if we don't see that or we see a very simple form of the brain we think there's less consciousness less of a person because in in human life we have consciousness and we 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 think we are <laughs> we think we're somebody we think the lights are on and somebody's home and it's me hmm. Descartes didn't think that about animals, for example. Hmm? So some traditions treat them differently hmm? than ours. Hmm? But but you see, the brain, the brain, it's the brain. The brain is nothing different than this floor. There's no difference. It's just a different, just a different arrangement of the same basic stuff. Hmm? And what is the nature of that stuff? In a in a word with a hyphen, non-experiencing. It's non-experiential stuff. This stuff is not experiencing. Hmm? Experience is relative to the subjective world. Hmm? Now, how will experience come out of non-experience? That's not happening. Hmm? Doesn't matter how you arrange it, how you tweak the basic ingredients of matter. Hmm? There is nothing. You see, there is nothing in it that corresponds and remotely resembles. Hmm? Experience, green, in many many shades. I think this room is green, at least over there. Like I don't know, it could be blue. <laughs> Experience, varied as it is, hmm? subjective. Hmm? And we think, well, subjective experience. We can't. We have, can't take that seriously. We need objective experience. We could say we need intersubjective experience. It corresponds. Hmm? We can talk about that in mysticism also. Hmm? Enough corresponding intersubjective experience by different traditions to conclude there's something called consciousness that didn't come out of the brain. Hmm? What's it like? Well, it exists. Unlike the brain, which is here today and gone tomorrow. Hmm? Well, what else is it like? Well, it's 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 a kind of a it's a kind of a knowing. Hmm? It exists. It, it it it's 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 luminous. It's it's knowing. Hmm? What else? It's happy. It loves. 
It exists. It knows. It loves. Is that too much of a stretch to say? I went within. I experienced. I am consciousness. I experienced. I'm a unit of being, knowing, and loving. Hmm? Which matter is doesn't do. It doesn't do go there. Hmm? You can't love matter as much as it can't love you back. Hmm? Problem. Uh, is it so much? You, know, you say, well, he went in meditation. This guy experienced that. That guy experienced. It. How can we believe that? Uh, you know, everybody says they talk to God. Hmm? Let's see some objective proofs. But the mystics are all saying something similar. I realized that I exist, which means sat. I don't transform. Transformation here means birth, growth, maturation, dwindling, dying. Hmm? I don't do that. Hmm? And I know. I, I, even though I'm luminous, I illuminate matter. I give meaning to matter. Hmm? We know that already. <laughs> That's what we do. We're not saying anything about ourselves that we don't think every day and act as if that's the case. I'm a unit of being, knowing, and loving capacity. Is it hard to believe that they went there and they experienced that? Hmm? In a way, though, it is greater than we think about it hmm? if we are forced to think about it. Hmm? And it they thought about it and they went there. Hmm? They, they didn't just think about it. <laughs> In other words, they experienced it to change their life. Hmm? This would change your life. If you knew the extent to which you existed, your life would change dramatically. We can theorize about it, the extent to which you exist as I am. Hmm? But if you're not matter, if you're not a brain, then that means you have no beginning hmm? and you have no end. Hmm? You're not confined by time and space, hmm? by a cell and a sentence. If you knew the extent to which you existed, all fear would just be just gone. And the whole world is pervaded by fear. Hmm? Fear. What will people think if I dress like this? How will they? I mean, on so many levels, it's just a, it's like a bird-like existence, you know. Huh. This is weird. what we like. It's problematic. End all that. Hmm? This is a begin. This is a beginning. What? What? Now, what? What lies beyond that? What possibilities are there? There then. So they went there. They experienced that. That person who had that experience coming into our life, that person can change the course of our life that's been going on for forever, forever. It's so ingrained, our nature, hmm, to identify with the objective world, even though we are subjective, hmm, and to be mesmerized by the movements of matter that we ourselves are creating on the screen. Hmm? like a virtual reality and I'm in there and and it's so limited as big as I want to make so limited somebody reach us and pull it out in a friendly way come out from there see who you are hmm? this is a real friend even if the grip is a little strong hmm? this is a if we can be in a tight grip of such an affectionate person hmm? this is our saving grace hmm? a little influence like this hmm? You see, it's categorically different than the influence on which we're moving. And this is the influence that Krishna is speaking about in the verse that prefaces his description 
about kirtan. He says, Mahatmanas parta daivim prakriti mahashritaha. There are people in this world, he said, they are called Mahatma. Atma means the self, consciousness, hmm? unit of consciousness, the Platonic soul, hmm? not the Aristotelian one. Hmm? Uh, something like that. Hmm? And Mahatma means what? Maha means great, so it means a big soul. Are there some small souls and some big ones? What do you think? <laughs> in the Shastra, in the sacred text, it said the soul, if you will, use the English term, is, is one ten thousandth the size of the tip of a hair. What does that mean? Well, get out your microscope and just check it out. Hmm? They didn't have microscopes in those days. That's why they said it's one ten thousandth the size of the tip of a hair. <laughs> They meant you can't see it with this eyes. Then I won't believe it. Then I can teach you to see it. That's another thing. But you need different eyes. You see, when you actually hear, then you see. When you actually hear. You have to learn in kirtan to hear and then to respond. If you hear properly, then you will respond in such a way. I'm seeing. Krishna goes in. Hare. Krishna. If you see it, you believe it. And I say, if you hear it, then you see it. Then you believe it. And the evidence that you believe it will be how it, your life has changed. And we need to change our life. We should be that honest. Then again, this is Sadhu Sangha, to come together with for Sat, for truth. We sit together. We, this is what we do. We sit together, we chant like this. Sometimes we dance. Hmm? Then we sit, and then we say, so, today, hmm, tell me, hmm, how did you do? How did you do? How many times did you fail in your practice? And everybody tells, oh, I did this, I did that. You don't want to go to too many of those meetings. Hmm? You see, it's brutal. Hmm? Hmm. So you can shorten it <laughs> real easy. You can go, you can make it real easy on yourself. You've got to change. Hmm? Hmm? But we make it, Kirtan makes it very inviting. Hmm? The practical, philosophical necessity for change, the thought of it, the reasoning behind it. Hmm? And then the means to do it. I mean, how we want to change. What? As I said, we are confirming through this Kirtan, through Bhakti, that love, which is what human life is about, hmm? as I said earlier, there's something real there. Hmm? All those feelings you have that we, we divinize and, and we we make more out of and uh, uh, kind of, they're kind of a shadow of divinity. Hmm? Lila, I was speaking about, through kirtan you can enter into a world where there's a certain center, that center we call Krishna, and all these emotions of everyday life, everyone can be experienced in such a way that they produce the, the, only ecstasy. Hmm? The whole, as I said in the beginning, this is, kirtan is a, an emotion, but it's arising out of a different soil than our present emotions. Hmm? Therefore, if we talk about it, we're going to talk about it in a very human-like language. Love psychology language is very suitable for talking about where this kirtan takes us hmm? into a, an emotional realm, but the soil there, 
if you will, the ground out of which the emotions arise. Here, now our emotions arise out of the mind. And the mind is informed by the senses. Hmm? It gets experiences through the vehicle of the senses, which touches the world, tastes the world, smells the world, hears the world, and so forth. And it makes some evaluation within itself. And then feelings arise out of that evaluation. Like I said, I like this, I don't like that, he's bad, he's good, I love her, I don't like her. Hmm. So so all these are arising out of the soil of the mind. Hmm. The Gita says, what is the verse? Gives a nice example. Seasons come, seasons go. Here we have the four seasons. Right? Spring, summer, fall. I'm from California, so it's so like only two out there. Winter, hmm? four seasons. They come, they go, they come, they go. They change. The scenery changes. Do we stop eating because of that? Do we stop sleeping? Do we stop taking care of our children? No, right? We do those things regardless of the changing seasons. Hmm? We tolerate the changing seasons. It's too hot, it's too cold, still got to go to work, still got to get food. So the Gita says the mind is like the seasons, changing, changing, changing. Hmm? You don't just run off with the season and then, and you forget. You you should tolerate the, the changing seasons of the mind hmm? and remain steady hmm? in something else, like eating. But this means food for the self, means sadhana, hmm? spiritual practice. Hmm? I received from my guru how to practice loving. Hmm? I do kirtan, for example, every day. Another thing, these things will come in the verse. Hmm? There's a storm there, in the, really, in, in the mind. Don't pay attention to that. Ignore it. It's not the important thing. It's just, it's just a passing thing. Hmm? Something is enduring. And you're associated with that. Hmm? And we come to know this by sadhus, by their sangha. And they are big souls, mahatmas. What makes them big? Hmm? Are there big souls and small souls? They want ten thousand the size of the tip of a hair, and one ten thousand the tip of that. Uh, however big your good your instrument is, we take it to another. You can't see it with these eyes, but with good hearing from those who have seen. Those who have seen it's very powerful. If I go to a movie and it's really good, I come back and you got to see it just by looking at me. I went to the movie, and I, you have, I can't tell you. You're going. Hmm? So, who has real experience? This is very valuable for us. This is what we mean by sadhu They can touch our heart. Hmm? A home-knowing person hmm? is required for home-going. And he or she can, can hit home, so to speak, by the speech. Hmm? That speech is coming not from the mind, that speech is coming from a heart, a purified heart, an agitated heart in a positive way, like love is an, is, is an, has a kind of has movement to it. So the sharing goes in. Whether we understand the 
philosophical, logical arrangement of words or not. Hmm? Heart can be changed. People, these people, Mahatma, they're big. Why? Because they, because the more you give, the more the self expands. The more you take, the more it contracts. Hmm? Hmm? We say narrow-minded. Hmm? So this small-souled, something like that. Hmm? Is it narrow soul? Hmm? It's a, it's a question of uh, soul. Atma is a unit of giving capacity. Hmm? So if we give, then we we grow. You can see that practically. When you give, you grow. You give, you, you identify with your family, with yourself. Then you got to identify with your family. You got to grow. Hmm? Kids have their own desires. You have to grow. Identify them as yours. Yourself just got bigger. But maybe you get into the country, work for the country. Don't think what the country can do for you, but what you can do for the country. You're bigger now, hmm? is the idea. And in the world. Hmm? So it comes to what then? To consciousness, to nurture your own self. Hmm? This is to be big and, and to begin by giving. Hmm? So these big souls, they're moving in the world, hmm? not under the influence of the brain, not under the influence of, of, of ma-shakti, hmm? the influence of matter, of gravity, and you know, and electromagnetism and so forth. I mean, that's all there, but they have a, there's another thing that's energizing their movement. Daivim prakritim. This is what bhakti is. Hmm? You don't do bhakti. Bhakti does you. Hmm? I said earlier, if you want to love, well, human life is different because it gives us a chance to do things voluntarily, which is what is that kind of at the core of love, hmm? to make sacrifice and so forth. We are not as much under the demand of our mind and senses as with less complex forms of life are. We can think about ourselves. I exist. Self-consciousness. So we're a little freer. We're free enough to more readily make sacrifices. Hmm? Say, you first. No, no, you first. You're not going to find this in the animal kingdom. Hmm? Hmm? So this is what loving is about, but to complete the whole affair, you, as I said, you need this significant other. Hmm? And this significant other comes to us, for example, as I'm saying, through kirtan, and kirtan is a form of bhakti. Hmm? It's not just you make up some song. Hmm? That's like a shadow of kirtan. Even the shadow of kirtan can change governments in this in the world today. Go out in the streets with your banners and plaques and take him, you know, whatever they say, you know, change that, take down that wall and all that stuff, you know, just and build another one. So. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's what we do. Take down walls, build up walls. Hmm. Yeah. So, people, so these great soul moving under the influence of bhakti. Hmm. Kirtan is a prominent form of this bhakti. I want to say to you that this bhakti is a is a is a shakti. Hmm. We have maya shakti. An example of it is the brain, for example, and all the material parts of our body and the world. Hmm. We are animating them by witnessing them. Some things happen just because somebody's there. It wouldn't happen otherwise. Because we're here, matter's moving in certain ways. Of course, we've identified with that movement, we think it's us. Hmm? It's not. Hmm? 
to be free from that and then move under a different influence. Hmm. This is what is a sadhu. Hmm. And this is the kind of song they sing, this kind of kirtan. And it is an, it's an invitation to participate hmm, in, in their experience, in that space, hmm, affectionate space. Hmm. And you see, it's very, it's very simple. It's almost like, is that all you do? You're going to just sing something like that? <laughs> you see, there's a lot behind it. Been talking for a while. There's a lot behind what is what is kirtan. So I think I think it behooves us because kirtan is a popular uh, idea to go to texts like the Gita where it's actually talked about what it is. Because again, we are entrepreneurs, and a lot of time we like to embellish things, and it's questionable sometimes whether we're making it better or we're making it worse. Hmm? There are always going to be these kind of arguments between. Well, is it, you know, are you embellishing the tradition, or are you, which is can be done, or are you Throwing it out and uh, and so forth. So it's good to go back to the to the text. It's good to think of them, of course, and apply them in a contemporary contemporary sensibilities. But some things don't change. Hmm? The core ideas, and we should have uh, firm footing uh, on those core ideas, and from there participate in kirtan. So he says, "What, Krishna? Satatam kirtan to mam. Very nice idea." Satatam kirtayantumam. He says satatam. Kirtayantumam. Ma means me. Hmm? It may be worth noting that Shiva doesn't say, just chant my name. Kali doesn't say that. Just chant my name. Hmm? You don't hear that from them. Hmm? That doesn't make them bad. They're good. But this kirtan, do you know Yoga. Astanga yoga. Hmm? Some of you may be familiar with astanga. Let's use it for example. This is a yoga center. Astanga yoga means that that it it it, it has, I want to say, angas, limbs that make up the body of what astanga yoga is. Does anybody know what they are? Yamas and niyamas. There's a list of them. Hmm? These are the limbs of the body of the practice of Astanga Yoga. Hmm? You can go through them. What are the limbs? Kirtan is not one of them. Hmm? Yoga is, Astanga Yoga is one school of transcendental pursuit, spiritual pursuit, ego-effacing pursuit. Hmm? If you go, for example, to Gyan, Gyan Yoga, Gyan is the whole discipline. Hmm? There's a whole system to that. And its body has different arms, different limbs. Hmm? Kirtan is not one of them. Bhakti hmm, has certain limbs also. Kirtan is one of them. Hmm? It's the prominent one. Hmm? Kirtan. So he says, Mom, hmm? Kirtan for me. Hmm? This is an advocacy of bhakti. Hmm? And he says, Kirtan, Kirti means, uh, the verbal Sanskrit root, it means uh, to... Uh, to glorify. Hmm? So he said, these Mahatmas who are moving in the world under a different energy, hmm? who know they're not the brain, hmm? <laughs> they, what do they do? This is what Arjuna's mental question is. What are those people like? How will I recognize them in the world? You're talking about these people, they sound like really worth meeting. How will I find them? What will they be doing? Hmm? How will they conduct themselves? 
What are they like? What are their characteristics? Satatam kirtayantomam. He said, they are always doing kirtan about me. Hmm? Krishna speaking. Hmm? Again, Krishna is one of those many gods and goddesses, but he has no weapon. And in the braj, in the pasture, he has no carrier either. Hmm? Hmm? You need a car to go somewhere. Krishna in the braj, in Vrindavan, has no car. Hmm? He has no carrier. He has no weapon. Hmm? He has nothing to do. If Krishna in Dwarka and Mathura, for those of you who know, he's got something to do. The full idea of Leela, this word Leela, which means play, is only present in Vrindavan, hmm? in the Braj. It's only there. What does Shiva have to do? Nothing. Does he have a carrier? Yeah, he does, but he's sitting in meditation. What does he wear? Ashes. But who's he meditating on? <laughs> you see? Meditating. <laughs> Krishna's not meditating. He has nothing to do. Hmm? I mean, I'm just talking about the iconography and so forth, what it means. Hmm? He has nothing to do. He has nothing to accomplish. His parents love him so much, so you know, they kind of baby him. So you know, Don't give him any responsibility. He doesn't have anything to do. Hmm? The implication, of course, is this, that one who plays... Only. Hmm? If you want to play, you have to have some power. If you want to take a vacation, you have to have some money in the bank, you have to have work, you have to have some power. Hmm? Right? Who is only playing has all power, is the idea. Hmm? This is Krishna. Hmm? Hmm? And the power, his power is that of affection. You study the leelas, you hear the leelas of Krishna, that the names of Krishna correspond with. What kind of names? He says, Satatam Kirtayam Tomam. They're always chanting about me. Hmm? They're always doing kirtan about me, the primary way of which is by chanting my name. Hmm? What names? Like Govinda, Gopal, Govinda Jai Jai, Gopal Jai Jai, Radha Ramanahari, Govinda Jai Jai, Govinda. What does it mean, Govinda? Hmm? Go. Go means earth. Go means cow, earth cow, earth cow. What? Vinda, Vinda, Vinda means it, it implies discovering, finding, hmm? and, 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 and knowing, hmm? knowing the earth, knowing the cow, Govinda. Hmm? By whom one knows the earth is named Govinda. By whom one knows the cow. Hmm? And Go means Veda, by whom one knows. Hmm. Veda means to know. Hmm. What does it mean? Know the cow, know the earth. You understand? It means by knowing the cow, by knowing the earth. You see, agriculture, hmm, that means the domestication of certain animals. It's not a bad thing. Hmm? If you're an animal whose life by nature, lends itself to domestication. Hmm? There, you are an animal whose life has a is has a greater prospect hmm? than an animal who does not 
whose constitution, nature, does not lend itself to domestication. Because ideally, domestication of an animal on the human part is involves the human caring for the animal, making a, a relationship with the animal. I will care for you. You don't have to go and hunt and gather and sometimes go hungry. Hmm? I will feed you. Hmm? And the cow will say, well, I will give you milk. Hmm? It's no problem. Hmm? Of course, it's abused today. You know, we're abusers. That's un unfortunate. But in principle, hmm? I was hunting. I was gathering. Sometimes I went hungry. Hmm? And sometimes I was hunted. Hmm? And then I saw this animal. And, we, and there was some way in which we could have some, some meeting of the mind. Hmm? I couldn't do it with certain animals, like tigers. Hmm? But some So, in the principal one of this, this is a cow. Hmm? <laughs> it, said, it said that they don't know historically where they are. <laughs> that whether man domesticated the animal or the animal civilized the man. Hmm? That's true. I saw a documentary. <laughs> so, in other words, I was killing and keeping, eating the meat, and it lasted, you know, some time during the winter, but then I learned by making a deal with the cow, I could, I could plow the field. With the bull, I could I could sow grains. I could store grains for many winters. Hmm? So there's this loving rapport. Hmm? Hmm? So it, it, Govinda means he's the God. This is the name of God that that begin that by invoking this name, we begin to become civilized. What does begin to become civilized mean? We begin to start loving, hmm? <laughs> sacrificing, giving. Taking bhakti, bhaj means to give, to take, give and to receive, give and receive. Hmm? He's the god of this. Govinda, this is his name, there are lower ideas. <laughs> Govinda and Ved, Ved, Ved means to know, and Veda is the name that is attached to the most voluminous body of, of, of revelation, hmm? the sacred texts of the Hindus. Hmm? So to, dis to discover the God, by invoking whose name one can know. It said the Veda is like the sky of knowledge. Everything is included in the sky. Everything is included in the Veda, which means you are there. Hmm? It's not like you can learn on page 108 how to make rockets uh, or nuclear bombs and everything is there. You said everything was there. All knowledge was there, but no, not that. All knowledge... All knowledge means I can't know everything. Neither is it worth trying. Hmm? But if I knew myself, hmm, then I could love. And loving is the end of knowing. Hmm? When you love, you know what to do. No one has to tell you. Hmm? And what you do will never offend anybody. Hmm? This kind of knowing is possible from the Veda, from Govinda. Hmm? Govinda. Hmm? And go means... Or go means... Senses, we're made up of senses. We're made up of holes, that means. <laughs> They're just holes. Here are two holes on the side of our head, a couple, four or so, five on the front, and holes everywhere, pores everywhere. Hmm? We're constantly trying to fill these holes with things. 
and they just go through, and they just and it, and it, it's because it doesn't nourish what's inside. You see, the holes are there because so you can get to what's inside. That's you. <laughs> uh, in bhakti, we learn how to put in the holes that this body is constituted of that which will nourish the soul, the self, the atma. Hmm? Like instead of ordinary sound, this sound of Krishna Nam. Instead of ordinary song, this kind of song. Hmm? That will nourish the soul. Hmm? That will feed the soul. Hmm? So Govinda means to know the senses. To know the senses is to know a couple of things. To know that they're a problem when wedded to sense objects. They take me outside hmm? to identify with the world of sense objects. And they're always moving and changing, and so I'm, I'm out of balance. I had something. Now it's gone. I wanted something. I got it. It turned out to be less than what I thought. And now it's a problem for me. And we're out of balance like this. Hmm? And to know the senses then is to know just not how to not use them, but how to use them properly. Hmm? That is what bhakti is for. All these senses can be used in bhakti. Kirtan is a good example. By chanting, the tongue is used. The ears are used. Huh? To understand it, we use our mind. Hmm? We can use our bodies and with the play the instruments, so on and so forth. So he says, what? Very nice. It's very friendly, this type of spiritual practice, kirtan. Satatam. Hmm? Means, satatam means always. Always means this kirtan can be done anywhere, anytime, any place. To make this point sometimes in the sacred text, it said, even while sleeping, it will be beneficial. Hmm? Even if you do kirtan in the dream, hmm? There are other types of spiritual practice that require certain things be in place in order to that th those practices be efficacious. Hmm? Kirtan is efficacious if nothing's in place but the kirtan itself. Hmm? It's very user-friendly, you see. In any place, in any time, under any conditions, it, doesn't, it means there's nothing I need to do to purify myself to participate in kirtan because nothing could make me more pure than the kirtan itself. Hmm? Very friendly. Hmm? And Govinda, we go another name meaning, means, that means that person who does all those things. And how is he depicted? How is he experienced by the mystics? Go, I said, means cow. He's a cow herder. What's a cow herder? Hmm? A cow who herds cows. You ever heard of you know, such people? What kind of people are they? Hmm? Is that royalty? No. Cow herding person. Hmm? It's a kind of like a very small, insignificant corner of the society. They're out there, you know. You know, I mean, to milk a cow is like, huh? What? How do you do that? I mean, that's a real <laughs> huge problem. Hmm. Figure out. So, who's herding cows? It's, it's very, very. Um, Krishna, associated with cows, what is the meaning? You see, cows are givers. Hmm? What do they take? Grass. Where do you get it? It grows in concrete. Okay, so it's not real expensive <laughs> from that point of view. It grows even if you don't want it to grow. Hmm? What do you get? If the cow gets the grass, you get milk. Hmm? Hmm? For milk, you can make so many things. Hmm? I said go means veda also. Veda means the revelation speaks about sacrifice. Even the meeting between man and cow is sacrifice, as I said, but to go further, 
in an official way, sacrifice and give for the fire hmm? from the cow. So this is a, who is inviting Govinda, inviting us into a world of sacrifice, and love is born out of the womb of sacrifice. Hmm? Hmm? You can be sure of that. Hmm? And he's depicted, he's experienced herding cows. Cows, what are they? They are givers. And we are taught to give. And we might think, well, well, if I only give, who will take care of me? The answer is, let it go, Paul. Go in the Jaya Jaya. Go Paul Jaya Jaya. Go Paul means who protects cows. Hmm? So it means, it's saying, you give yourself to Krishna Nam, the name of Krishna in Kirtan, and he will take care of you. Whatever you lack, he will, he will supply. Hmm? Whatever you have, he will make sure that you that's maintained. Hmm? We don't believe it. Hmm? We don't believe it. <laughs> but the cows know it. His cows know that. Hmm? So we're, here's what we're teaching. Try to become like a cow. Hmm? <laughs> you don't... You don't need a university education for that. And move, Krishna. And give milk. Uh, affection. Hmm? What is affection? Govinda hmm? Gopal, Radha Ramana Hari. Radha Ramana. So he is Radha Ramana. It means, what kind of God is this, Krishna? Hmm? We're talking about God, must be an important guy. Hmm? with extraordinary qualities, characteristics, beautiful, charming, uh, loving in every way. I mean, we could go on. There are many, many, many qualities and attributes that have been used in the sacred text to describe Krishna. He knows it. He knows. Like, I'm a, I'm, I do it for people who, who really, you know, in, 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 the, in the spiritual sense... I am the perfect object of love. That's what I am. But of course, thinking like that, he thinks, I am the perfect object of love. Hmm? Amongst all the gods and goddesses and so forth, what I, what I am like is, to give, use the example of the body, is like the stomach. I'm like the stomach. Hmm? All the food has to go to me. The hand can't keep it. <laughs> The tongue can't just keep it. You can't put it in the other hole. It's got to go through the mouth and it's got to go down into the stomach. I'm like the stomach. Hmm? I'm the center. Hmm? And if food is given to me, then I am the center because I can distribute it to everybody else in a way that no other part of the body can. Hmm? So suddenly the center, who's the taker, we see, oh, he's actually a giver. Hmm? Hmm? It just happens to be, this is his position, the center... The circumference exists because of the center. Hmm? Take away the center, there's no, the circle is, is closed, hmm? is collapsed. Hmm? Hmm? So we give to the center and we are nourished thereby. Hmm? This is the idea. Hmm? So he thinks, this is my position. Hmm? Another name, I'm Rasaraj. So... Hmm? All possibility of love lies in me. Hmm? Uh, if there was someone 
who could attract me, what would that person be like? That person would have to be millions of times more attractive than I am. Hmm? And then he finds, and there is such a person, and this is bewildering me, because I am the perfect object of love. Hmm? That person is Radha. Radha Ramana. What does this mean? He says, oh, so, there, her, she, I see Radha, and I am uh, driven mad by this hmm? when I see her. Hmm? Radha means the personification of bhakti. Radha is the kirtan, really, of Krishna. Hmm? Hmm? Personified. Hmm? The Devi, the goddess of bhakti. Hmm? Krishna is drawn to her. Hmm? Drawn to her. And then he says, I'm drawn to her. I see she's very extra. I mean, how can it be? I'm the center of everything, but I'm drawn to her. Hmm? But she's drawn to me. So I am good. <laughs> I am the center. This is his, you know, this is his thinking. I'm the center. I, I, I thought I was. Um, but, but there's something in me that she is experiencing that I don't experience. Hmm? That's very extraordinary. I am everything, but I can't experience everything that I am. Hmm? And through bhakti, everything that I am can be experienced. Hmm? Therefore, if I'm to say, Krishna speaking, hmm? where to pay your, give your attention, give your attention to bhakti, give your attention to Radha, that's where my attention is. My Guru Maharaj used to say, all religious traditions are teaching that God is the most worshipable object. But in our tradition, we're teaching what is the worshipable object of God. That is a very different hmm? idea. This turns the religious world on its head. Hmm? Hmm? There's a little Radha in everyone. Hmm? A little love in everyone. Hmm? Especially in, a, in every devotee. A little Radha that has to be cultivated. Hmm? Hmm? This, is, this, is, this is how Krishna will be attracted. Hmm? Some is dis it is distributed through the sadhus and how freely, satatam, always in any place, even if you don't want it, you get it. Hmm? I decided not to go to the program that Swami was giving, but little do you know, you were you participating. I don't like that sound in there. I'm not going to go to the program. But you went. It went to you. The name of Krishna is very, like, affectionate, affectionately kind of aggressive. It is said around our heart we build high walls and lock doors that we don't let just anybody in, but the name goes there anyway, through our ears. You can't stop it. Hmm? That's the thing about the ears, you see. Hmm? It's a very interesting sense, because things just go in automatically. They don't just like, go in the nose in the same way. They do, you can blow it out, but you can't do that with the ears. They think can't just go into your eyes so readily. Hmm? So all we have to do is hear, and not even try to hear. The name goes anyway, hmm? and into the heart, and, and sets up a shop there, like a sweeper to cleanse. Pretty humble this name is. Hmm? Cleanse the heart. Chetta darpana, chitta vritti nirodha. We use the yogic language. Hmm? Hmm? Kirtan, very powerful. Chetta darpana marjanam, same idea. Hmm? Any place, any time, under any circumstances, hmm? they are chanting these sadhus hmm? 
under the influence of bhakti, and that cometh coming to me, satatam kirtayanto mam. He says, itantas chadidabhataha. So I've talked a little bit about it. It's very easy. It's very natural. It's an expression of love. Kirtan is offered to us. We can participate in it even unknowingly. Uh, now, he goes, but under the ground of this hmm, spiritual, emotional expression that is kirtan, there's some math to it. Like in art, there's some math, you know, in music, there's some math. It's not just somebody just goes, they got it, he's got talent, you know. No, he, he can see the notes and he, there's something there. So, this is why bhakti is also a yoga. He says, my devotees, they're always chanting about me. And what underlies this chanting, this expression of kirtan, this emotional experience, what is the soil, as I began? What is the ground of that? Hmm? The ground is the, the very ground of their being, and they're becoming acquainted with that. Hmm? That means that by the, they, are, they, they are involved in, the, through the context of their, their practice, hmm? they have vows, they have commitments. Etantascha hmm? drudabrataha. Drudabrata means with great strength, with great uh, sincerity. They are striving. To, to to adhere to kind of kind of the rules of bhakti, if you will. What are the rules of bhakti? Bhakti means love. How can you have rules of love? The rule of love. There's a rule of law. But what are the rule of love? The rule of love is do the things that will be favorable to bhakti. Don't do the things that won't be favorable to bhakti. My mind says, I like this. My senses say, I like this. My intelligence says, he might, but it's not good for you. But that's a quiet voice. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I heard it. <laughs> I just do. This is, this, is our, this is our ridiculousness. This is, this is what we, you know, we, we think ourselves so important and so many fields of, you know, we're expressing our, our opinions and so forth. This is what we are. Pathetic. Hmm? Pathetic condition. Hmm? So, in bhakti, he said this, who wants to do kirtan effectively, hmm? who wants to embrace the kirtan, hmm? they should do the things that are favorable to bhakti, even if those things are not favorable to my mind and senses. Hmm? And if things are not favorable for bhakti, hmm? and I like them, then I will give them up. If something is not pleasing to my senses, but it's favorable to bhakti, I'm not... If I want to live beyond the perception that my senses afford me, I have to accept another standard for knowing. You follow? So the standard is here, well, if it's favorable for Krishna bhakti, hmm, even if it's not favorable to my senses, then I do it. Then my goods... My bads, my happies and sads will not be determined by my senses and my mind anymore, which is creating a duality hmm, that's problematic. I will very quickly arise to non-duality. And this kirtan it really effectively is done on a canvas of non-advaigyantattva, non-duality. Hmm? This means non-duality, not the duality of the mind and the senses. Kirtan will effectively be done such that it will constitute real and spiritual emotion and transport me into 
the experience of of Leela, that world of song and dance, some of those I was referring to. Hmm? When Kirtan is done on the platform of Advaigyan Tattva, this is not easy, but therefore it said they're striving for this. With great endeavor, they're, they, they're, they're embracing. If it's favorable for bhakti, oh, gosh, that's hard. But I'll do that. It's not that hard. What does that mean? It means certain things you do, they, like, let's say, when I was a kid, I've given this example before, this was a while ago, we used to go and wait, you know, on the, on the corner for the bus to go to school. And if some girl liked you, then she'd, she'd find out, you know, we didn't have internet in those days, but she'd find out he likes apples. She'd show up with an apple. Hmm? Just happen to have an apple. And so, oh, would you like it? You know, so... You, you, she finds out what I what I like, what, uh, and then she does those those things. It works both ways, hmm? of course. Hmm. That's what love is. I find out what she likes, and so I do it. Hmm? And then she likes me that much more. So this is the rules. Mm-hmm. If you understand what is Krishna, and you want to love in a way that really, where love will really be as good as it's made out, it's supposed to be. Hmm? Hmm? Then you find out. And then you find out, how you find out? You find, well, sadhus, those, those strange people, they conduct themselves in certain ways. Hmm? So we imitate those ways. We, we do those things. We think, oh, it's very simple. These are the rules. Hmm? You see? Hmm? But still... We have to struggle to do them. <laughs> There's a learning curve. That's that's there. But with great endeavor, hmm, this is their yoga. And and here to conclude also, he says, Namashan Tashamam Nityam. He says, uh, they endeavor to embrace this this principle, what is favorable, what is unfavorable, they accept and, and reject accordingly. And Namashan Tashamam Bhaktya, nityuktu pasate. Namashantas hmm? And they do the other th- parts of bhakti too. Namashantas. Hmm? They say, Nama, not me, not me. They conduct themselves. Namaste, not me. It's not about me. They practice. It's not about me. It's not about me. You see, this is a big problem because we want to love. But we think that what loving is, is being loved. I want to love. But the way we conduct ourselves, when we translate that, we say, oh, what you really want is to be loved. Hmm? And that's the whole problem. What? Hmm? You see? Love is not about being loved. It's about loving. Hmm? And only as much as you do that will you actually be loved, hmm? feel loved. It's a fact, because as you say in common English parlance, the giving is the receiving. You have to play these things out. This is just common sense what I'm talking about. These aren't high or complicated uh, ideas. Hmm? We want to be loved. That's our problem. Hmm? Of course, and we think why we are like that, because we don't know what we are. Hmm? We're a unit of love. <laughs> we don't know. We've identified with, with matter, and there's no love in it. <laughs> so we're looking for it. It's empty. Hmm? So, hmm. not me, not me. This is the practice. Not me. Nama. And, and, and to one another, and we say... It's not about me. It's not about you either. It's about he who is in the heart of all of us. 
Hmm? Is what we have in common, a center, a common center. Hmm? That will, if, if focused upon, will enable us to transcend the, the differences that arise in mind and senses that, that cause all the problems in the world. I'm, I mean, I'm saying we could solve all the problems. I guess it sounds pretty simplistic, but you know, it, it is that simple, but simple things are sometimes very hard to do. Hmm? Um, but kirtan is a way to that it makes it as, I would say, as easy as possible. Hmm? So he says here, he concludes, they do all these things. Hmm? They, they, they worship me. They, 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 they do the whole thing. They give their food to me. They cook for me. They grow for me. Hmm? And they eat nicely as a result of it. They're nourished. I, I take care of them. Hmm? And so forth. And there's this point, of course, where this is Nityuktupasa, where they come together. Hmm? They come together. Who's God and who's devotee? This is, this is lost. This is prema bibarta bilat. This is the, the high. This is, and out of this comes Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, hmm? who's the giver of the kirtan. Out of the union of Radha and Krishna, hmm? this is a Hegelian, you know, idea. You know, there is this thesis. It's Krishna, it's Swayam Bhagwan. The antithesis is there's Radha. Well, there was one. <laughs> there's two. Hmm? And the synthesis is they come together. They come together means it doesn't mean we go back to one. Neither is it two. It's a third thing. Radha and Krishna become one in the kirtan of Hare Krishna. They become one. And Radha thinks she's Krishna, and Krishna thinks she is Radha, so they still got a problem. Because they wanted to become one. <laughs> So how can you do that? It requires a third thing. This, this, and this is what, what is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He is the synthesis. And he is giving the kirtan to the world. And so it's not a light topic, but worth a little bit of time. And I appreciate your time coming here and listening and participating in the kirtan. Are there any questions? Yes. What is the connection between movement and space? You need space to move in. <laughs> you need some space to move in. Hmm. Hmm. I was thinking maybe time. 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 In Leela there is, there is time, but it has not any diminishing effect. It's for the sake of continuous, continu uh, continuous events events. But there's no diminishing effect. Time here is going and diminishing so that something is done and it's done. Right. Hmm? There it's done and it's done again. <laughs> but time is required for doing again and again and again. And each moment is eternally going on in some devotee's heart somewhere. Hmm? So it's a, there's a different idea of space and time. This is, I'm speaking about transpatial and transtemporal time. And so transpatial means Space beyond space, right. and time beyond time. Mm -hmm. They sing about that. You know, space beyond space song. Time, time, oh, time, yeah, time beyond time, time after time, time, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what else? Anything else? I've taken up a long, uh, a good part of your night, so. Um, I do appreciate your uh, patience and um, 
uh, time and uh, hope to visit again here. I'll be in state for several weeks and uh, welcome to visit me in Asheville area at our beautiful um, developing community there. And uh, and also I'll be where tomorrow in Sandy Ridge, right? Thank you very much. Hari Kirtan Ki Jai. Oh, Premanande. Hari Bol.